0: I came out the whole line already. It is in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with the knee. Golly. Oh, they tackle the in the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I <laughs> can. <laughs> What's going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast with your host Matt Bruning. It is Tuesday, December eighteenth, and we will be breaking down the rest of the Sunday games as long, along with the Monday night football game uh, that was kind of sucky, actually, pretty uh, crappy game last night. Probably screwed a lot of people. Out of their fantasy championships, much like most of the weekend, week 15 was a just bloody, uh, well how the song goes, bloody Sunday, I guess would be the way to put it, a horrible day for fantasy. It possibly could have screwed teams who were just loaded and uh, were just awesome all year long and all these studs just came up short for fantasy. It was ridiculous and that trend continued Monday night with the Saints and the Panthers. And we will talk about that game here in just a minute. Uh, we will break down, uh, the, as I was just saying, the rest of the Sunday games and the Sunday night game as well. And uh, that'll be it for today. Not, not a long podcast. Not much to talk about as we're about to get into Championship Week. Uh, just to give you guys an update uh, now... We will, uh, I will not be back tomorrow, but I will have another podcast on Thursday where I will talk about my rankings, my top 10 guys going into championship week at each position. And then obviously we will, um, that'll probably be it. So I might go into some talk about what this offseason will, uh, consist of concerning the podcast and maybe some other stuff is we don't have a Thursday night game this week Uh, so nothing to preview there Uh, might talk about the Saturday games but I prefer to do that on Friday uh, where I can have the full full information on injuries and everything else like Keenan Allen who might might not play at this point Uh, so stuff like that but I want to wait till Friday to do that so I don't give out the wrong information on Thursday post game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. All right. So the first game we have uh, going into today would be between the Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota winning this one 41-17 for the Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill sucked 108 yards in the air. That is it to get you four Point four points in fantasy for the running back so we saw Frank Gore get injured in this one uh, news came out yesterday with his ankle sprain he will not play the rest of the year just get you 1.4 points in that game due to the injury Kenyon Drake was uh, pretty much not used at all he literally got one carry in the game and three catches uh, to total 28 yards in the air and six po- uh, six Yards rushing to get you 4.9 points. But Kalen Balazs, the young rookie, uh, was the one who got a bulk of the work here. 18.6 points in fantasy. Great kind of coming out party for him in this one. He does get you 123 yards on 12 carries and one touchdown and then uh, does get you the one catch, which is for negative two yards. So for Kalen Bellage, interesting here, uh, and so definitely someone to watch going forward. Chances are most dynasties he's already owned. Uh, he was kind of a, a hot draft pick, I would say. Uh, I personally was not that high on him due to the fact that he is A physical freak. Do not get me wrong on that. He's got size and speed combination along with some power. The problem was uh, there's a lot of talk in college. And even when he first got to Miami that they could not motivate him. And this dude just didn't seem to uh, get up for football I guess would be a way to put it. He did not seem that thrilled to be out there playing. And this and that. um, Never could take the starting role either anytime he got into a competition he would always wither uh and not necessarily take the starting job away from another player he'd always kind of be the second guy so that always worried me about him but again he's a physical freak we saw it at the combine we saw it at times in college at ASU where he was able to just run through dudes and run by guys So he will definitely be someone worth watching going forward to see if he can steal that job away Um, from Kenyon Drake. uh, Kenyon Drake is beloved by a lot of people, including myself, so it will be interesting to see what he can do there. For the wide receivers here on Miami, nobody does anything. Danny Amendola, the best day out of everyone with 4.5 points, getting you just 30 yards on three catches. The Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, uh, doesn't have a horrible day for you here. Just 16.3 points. Obviously was hoping for a little bit better against what can be shaky Miami Dolphins defense, uh, but doesn't kill you either compared to some quarterbacks this week. Getting you 215 in the air with two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook has a huge day. Talked about it Friday, thought that that, uh, he might get a bulk of the carries here with the change in offense. He did 19 carries for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Adds 27 uh, yards in the uh, air for 28.8 points. Latavius Murray has a nice day here with 12.8 points as he was given the ball 15 times for 68 yards and a touchdown as well. Again, they committed to the run. You knew that was going to happen with the way Mike Zimmer talked about him, and they by far showed that in this game against the Miami Dolphins defense. For the wide receivers, Stephon Diggs has a good day for you, 13.8 points in fantasy. um, Was targeted seven times, by far the most out of everybody. Get you four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Aldrick Robinson scores a long touchdown in this one as well, 40-yard touchdown, getting 44 yards um, obviously, and the touchdown to get you 11.4 points. Adam Thielen, just 2.9 points. Another one of those studs who pr- could have possibly cost you a shot into the championship game, getting you just 19 yards on two catches and only two targets in this game. Tyler Conklin, the tight end, 53 yards on two receptions, was a tight end to own on the day. Of course, nobody actually owns him, uh, but he does get you 6.3 points in fantasy. Next up, we have the Washington uh, Redskins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Washington coming out uh, with the win here, 16-13. to For the Redskins, we had Josh Johnson back in again after, obviously, the injuries to Colt McCoy, Alex Smith, and the fact that Mark Sanchez sucked. Josh Johnson getting you 14.9 points in this one with 151 in the air and a touchdown and added 49 yards rushing. Adrian Peterson gets you 51 yards on 19 carries uh, to get you 8.1 points in fantasy, adding a total of 20 yards in the air. Jameson Crowder was your best wide receiver on the day with 46 yards on four catches, getting you 6.6 points in fantasy. Nobody else of the wide receivers did anything. And, of course, the tight end that did something was jeremy freaking sprinkle man jeremy sprinkle nobody even knows who jeremy sprinkle is i didn't even know a guy named jeremy sprinkle exist i was hoping vernon davis would have had a good game and had he gotten jeremy sprinkle's workload he probably would have jeremy sprinkle 9.4 points in fantasy compared to vernon davis's 2.6 Jeremy Sprinkle, of course, getting most of his points on the 19 yards and the touchdown. So for the Jacksonville Jaguars, we obviously had Cody Kessler back in at quarterback again here, going up against uh, not necessarily a great Redskins defense, but just gets you 8.1 points in fantasy. I thought he'd have a little bit better day than that. Gets you a whopping total, and I mean, dude, really went all out on this one. 57 yards in the air with one interception. He had more rushing yards, guys. 17 attempts for 57 yards. He had 68 yards on the ground on six carries, again, to get you a whopping 8.1 points. The running backs Leonard Fournette. I mean, what the fuck with Leonard Fournette, guys? I'm not even going to lie. I really thought Leonard Fournette was going to have a good game in this one. I touted him on Friday's podcast. I thought he'd be a great DFS play as well. Just 7.9 points in this one. 46 yards on 11 carries. Does get, you know, 18 yards on three catches. So he got involved in the uh, receiving game a little bit, which is good to see. But just 11 carries? I mean, they had Westbrook getting a carry. TJ Yeldon getting a carry. They even had the rookie David Williams out there getting carries. It was ridiculous. I, I don't know what is going on with Leonard Fournette. Maybe he's still not fully healthy, but just this this is a lost season for him and for the Jaguars. For a team that was literally one play away from making the Super Bowl, they have really fallen off a cliff. For the wide receivers, I kid you not. Keelan Cole, zero points. Rashard Green, zero points. Dante Moncrief, zero points. Didi Westbrook, the only one to get you anything at the wide receiver uh, spot in fantasy. 5.6 points. Just ridiculous. And that comes from uh, 20 yards rushing on one carry and 21 yards on three catches. Next up, we had the Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts. The Cowboys getting shut out in this one, losing 23 20 for the Cowboys Dak Prescott another quarterback that did absolutely nothing this week 206 in the air with one interception does nothing on the uh the running running game my goodness does nothing rushing the ball or scrambling or anything like that to get you a whopping 7.2 points literally nobody on Dallas did anything here guys I'm just going to be honest with you Zeke Elliot is the only player worth a damn right now for the Cowboys man Mari Cooper is good I shouldn't say only player but the only player who comes through for you in this one 15.3 points getting you 87 yards on 18 carries and then he added 41 yards with 7 catches uh, Zeke of course everybody including myself as a Zeke owner loving the amount of receiving work he's been getting this year for your wide receivers again like I said nobody did anything here except for Zeke Um, Amari Cooper, 6.3 points, which, you know, you take that from Amari Cooper. He's not going to give you those 40-point games every week. Cole Beasley gets you 6.2 points if, for whatever reason, you were still starting Cole Beasley. Uh, Beasley, 42 yards on four catches. Um, Amari Cooper, 32 yards on four catches. And then Blake Jarwin, however, who... Has actually looked kind of good the past couple weeks. Uh, Really, I think starting to shoot up the tight end board. Might be worthy of a a tight end streamer as bad as the tight end landscape is. Get 6.5 points in this one with 45 yards on four catches. For Indianapolis, Andrew Luck. Add him to the list of quarterbacks who want to perform this week and possibly cost you a championship shot. 9.7 9.7 points in fantasy, by far one of his worst weeks this year, 192 in the air, no touchdowns, no interceptions, adds 20 yards on the ground. Of course, the reason he didn't do anything in the air was because of how good Marlon Mack was, and uh, this, exactly, this is exactly what Marlon Mack is. Horrible for a couple weeks, then has a couple really good weeks. Hopefully next week is another really good week if you've got him and you're in the championship game. 26.4 points, getting you 139 yards on 27 carries and 2 touchdowns. Um, Just 10 yards in the receiving game, but again, a great day for him. Uh, And I mean, hopefully we get that again before he goes back in his little hole and does nothing for you for a couple weeks. T.Y. Hilton led all the wide receivers here, 85 yards on five catches. Great day for T.Y., someone who wasn't expected to play and for the past two weeks has been dealing with a pretty big injury, gets you 11 points in fantasy. And uh, Naheem Hines comes through for you a little bit as well if you were using him, 8.4 points in fantasy in this one as he gets you 45 yards on four catches and 19 yards on six carries. The other player, and this is the big one right here, the guy who a lot of people were leaning on, has been a tight end one pretty much all year long, Eric Ebron, does absolutely nothing, getting you 1.3 points in fantasy, gets completely shut down here, just eight yards on one catch, uh... You know, uh, you can't even begin to talk about even, you know, George Kittle, who's another uh, tight end we were all counting on, who had a pretty bad week, still came up with six points. That, uh, That one point in fantasy was probably fairly crushing for you this week. Next up, we had the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers, which turned out to be a really good game and went into overtime with San Francisco squeezing out the victory 26-23. For Seattle, Russell Wilson has a great day for you in fantasy. 19 points, 237 in the air with two touchdowns, adds 15 yards on the ground. Russell Wilson bouncing back from a bad week last week and just balling out this week. Chris Carson continues to ball out 23.8 points in fantasy in this one. 119 on the ground with a touchdown. Adds 29 yards in the receiving game. He's not giving this job back to Rashad Penny anytime soon, so all those Rashad Penny truthers can suck it. Mike Davis comes in and gets a little bit of run as well. 21 yards on 5 carries, but gets 63 yards on 8 catches to get you 12.4 points in fantasy. For the wide receivers, Doug freaking Baldwin comes back from being injured and balls out. This is by far one of, if not the best game we've seen from Doug Baldwin so far this year. And it's not even if it is. It is the best game that he's had all year with 21.7 points, 77 yards on four catches and two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, 45 yards on two catches to get you just six Point six points in fantasy for the 49ers nick mullins continues to uh, play decent i thought i thought he played really good just mitches missed george kittle on about a 70 80 yard bomb that would have made his numbers look a whole lot better would have put him up over 20 points uh but just get you 14 8 points in this one again missing george kittle on a big play there uh, sorry guys, just got some news on Aaron Jones, I'll touch on in just a minute. Uh, 275 yards in the air and one touchdown. Matt, freaking Breida, man, good for this kid, as he has just been awesome. Uh, dealing with injuries every week, it still comes out there and balls out. 12 points in fantasy, which might not seem like a lot, but he gets you 50 yards on 12 carries, sorry, 17 carries in this one and adds 46 yards on five catches. Just has himself a great day and continues to show everybody uh, that he could be a serious uh, contender for getting a lot of work in that backfield when Jarek McKinnon comes back. Uh, We saw Mr. Jeffrey Wilson Jr., the rookie out of North Texas, do well. Honestly, absolutely nothing, unfortunately. Just 3.6 points in fantasy. At wide receiver, we talked about Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis was the best wide receiver. The only one to hit double digits with 10.8 points. Getting you 83 yards on 5 catches, again with... Uh, 10.8 points in this one. George Kittle and Garrett Selleck were the next best receiving options, both obviously tight ends. Again, George Kittle just 6.6 points in fantasy. Uh, Could have had a much bigger day had he not uh, been overthrown there by Nick Mullins, just 51 yards on three catches. But Garrett Selleck, two catches for 61 yards and the touchdown to get you 13.3 points. Next up, we had the uh, New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that I think we all thought was going to be a whole lot better than it turned out to be. Uh, New England losing to Pittsburgh 17-10. to For the Patriots, Tom Brady average again 279 in the air, one touchdown, one interception for 14.2 points. Uh, he is really starting to look human this year. I talked about at the beginning of the year saying that I didn't think Tom Brady was going to be a top 12 or even top 14 option this year. I really thought he was going to fall Everybody's been talking about it for years, saying... That Tom Brady was eventually going to fall off. I said it was going to be this year. And it looks like I could be right on that. For the running backs in New England. Nobody does anything. And I think a lot of that has to do with the. Fact that there is a three headed backfield here. James White 6.2 points. Sony Michelle 5.9. And Rex Burkhead 5.8. All three of these guys getting. um, Just mixed in and out. Uh, Burkhead and White more in the receiving game. Michelle does lead the way in carries here with 13, gets you 59 yards. Burkhead just four for 25. White two for 12. Uh, but James White out there a lot, getting receiving work, targeted seven times, gets five catches for 25. Burkhead three targets, catches all three for 18 yards. Again, this is a lot of it came down to as well. The, uh, the defense that Pittsburgh played was just so good. They really did a good job of shutting down the New England Patriots offense. As... uh Josh Gordon, who I thought might have a decent game here, just no. Actually, I take that back. I said I didn't think he'd have a great game. Great game, and I was right. Just two point four points in fantasy uh, just gets you the nineteen yards on one catch. Julian Edelman, who I thought would have a good game, does ninety yards on seven catches to get you twelve point five points. But the guy who had the best day, Chris Hogan, who I wouldn't have even talked about starting, he comes through for you big with thirteen point eight points in this one. Gets you the touchdown along with uh, 68 yards on two catches. For Pittsburgh, Big Ben in this one. 2.35 in the air, two touchdowns, and two interceptions uh, to bring you to a total of 15.1 points in fantasy. Just another guy who's kind of finished right there in the middle of the pack with everybody this week. Again, a really bad week for quarterbacks. Jalen Samuels gets you 18.2 points in fantasy, continuing to be a a nice little study here while James Conner is out 142 yards on 19 carries, adds 30 yards on two catches um, here in the backfield. James Washington led the wide receivers in this one. I'm going to be honest, I did not see that coming. Didn't even think the dude would play. Gets you 65 yards on three catches to give you a total of 8 points in fantasy. Antonio Brown has the best fantasy day, though, with 12.9 points, most of that being the fact that he does score a touchdown in this one, but just 49 yards on 4 catches. Juju Smith-Schuster, 40 yards on 4 catches to get you just 6 points in fantasy. And then Vance McDonald scores in this one to get you 8.3 points in fantasy. Again, touchdowns always help, and he gets you one in this one along with 13 yards on two catches. Now, the Sunday night game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams where the Eagles stun the Rams again in the same week as last year. Nick Foles comes in for Carson Wentz, who blew his knee out. This year, comes in for Carson Wentz, Wentz who's dealing with a back injury, leads an upset over the Rams, does it again this year, beats the Rams 30-23 to to keep Philly's playoff hopes alive. Nick Foles... 270 in the air and an interception in case you were starting him uh, with, um, God goodness, Carson Wentz out. I almost blanked on his name, guys. Uh, Just 10 points in fantasy. Obviously, nothing to write home about there. For the running backs, Wendell Smallwood has the big day here uh, as Josh Adams kind of struggles a little bit. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, 18.7 points in this one. 48 yards on 10 carries for two touchdowns. Again, Josh Adams still leads in carries, but does not get the touchdowns, or, look, or he gets a touchdown, uh, but doesn't look quite as good as Wendell Smallwood with the two. Darren Sproles, 30 yards on three carries, adds 16 yards on three catches to get you 6.1 points in fantasy. And Josh Adams, 8.8 points in fantasy with 28 yards on 15 carries and a touchdown. The best guy to play when Nick Foles is out there is Alshon Jeffrey. He got drafted high this year because of how good he looked at the end and in the playoffs and the Super Bowl last year and all that seems to be linked to Nick Foles. Him and Nick Foles have this amazing chemistry and it continued to show in this one as Alshon put up 20 points in fantasy this week. Probably a little bit too little too late for most teams here, uh, but gets you 160 yards on 8 catches. Golden Tate gets you 43 on 5 uh, to get you a total of 6.8 points in fantasy. And Zach Ertz struggles a little bit, and this one comes up short. 3.7 points in fantasy with just 22 yards on 3 catches. For the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff continues to struggle He has thrown multiple interceptions and one touchdown in his last three weeks. He has one touchdown, guys, and multiple interceptions in all those games to get you 12.7 points in fantasy in this one, 339 in the air with the one touchdown. I'm sorry, I only threw the one. I thought he threw two in this one, so I, I misread that stat right there, but does only have the one touchdown over the past three weeks. I do know that. Todd Gurley comes through for you big time in this, continuing to be a stud, but is dealing with a knee injury. Um, I'll discuss that in just a minute here. 48 yards on 12 carries and 2 touchdowns, and then add 76 yards on 10 carries uh, to continue to just produce like an all-out stud, 29.4 points in fantasy. Uh, So he had swelling and everything on his knee. They did some MRI testing, I believe, today. Haven't heard anything on it. They're likely going to rest him here and there. He will play more than likely here in week 15 due to the fact or I'm sorry week 16 due to the fact that the Rams don't have the buyer wrapped up just yet because of them losing last week and the Chicago Bears winning it so Gurley will likely be out there but if they get up big on the Arizona Cardinals do not be surprised if he sits for the wide receivers we talked about Robert Woods having a big game i had him up in my top 10 at wide receiver Comes through with the best day of all the wide receivers here. 12.8 points in fantasy um, with a total of 74 yards on 7 catches. Josh Reynolds, 70 yards on 5 catches. And Brandon Cooks, 59 yards on 6 catches. Josh Reynolds, 9.5 points in fantasy. And Brandon Cooks, 8.9. And then the last game... Of week 15 and the Monday night game between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. New Orleans coming back to win this one 12-9. And continuing to unfortunately produce just suckage for our fantasy football lineups this week. Drew Brees just 6.9 points in fantasy on Monday night. two o three in the air with one interception. Just... Unfortunately, he's actually kind of sucked the past three weeks, so if you were playing him, you probably knew he wasn't going to have himself a great day, and uh, he definitely didn't uh, Didn't even put up double digits. Hopefully, he was not the reason you lost this week, but he likely was. Alvin Kamara has a great day for you, though. 19.8 points in fantasy, 67 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown, along with 36 yards on 7 catches. Mark Ingram has himself a pretty good day as well. 63 yards on 12 carries adds 11 yards. Yards on two catches to get you 8.4 points in fantasy. And Michael Thomas disappoints big time, at least for me. I had him going over 120 yards and a touchdown in this one. He comes up and just gets you 8.4 points in this one, just 49 yards on seven catches. He did, uh, Breeze did miss him on a couple plays. One of them I know that would have at least been 30 yards. So uh, sad to see that happen, is that three points could have been huge for some teams who are needing him to come through big. The only other wide receiver to do anything here was Keith Kirkwood. And uh, as I talked about on yesterday's podcast, I wouldn't have started any of these guys anyway as he gets you just five points in fantasy. For Carolina, Cam Newton, uh, he's definitely struggling with that shoulder injury. And we saw it, and it was extremely prevalent in this game. Just 5.7 points in fantasy. Another bad day for him. 131 in the air and one interception adds 15 yards on the ground. Christian McCaffrey looked like the best quarterback on the day, though, and the only one in that game, or the only player in that game to throw a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey balls out again in this one, 22 points in fantasy. Again, throws for a touchdown. He then adds a 50 yard touchdown to. To mind you, to be the only only other player in NFL history besides O.J. Simpson to have 50 yards passing, 50 yards receiving, and 50 yards rushing in a game. So he had the 50-yard touchdown pass, adds 53 yards on 15 carries in the rushing game, and then adds 67 yards on 8 catches in the passing game. Just another huge day for Christian McCaffrey and probably one of the few players that really came through for you this week and helped push you toward a championship. None of the wide receivers did anything in this one. Jarius Wright, 3.6. DJ Moore, 3.4. Curtis Samuel, just three points. Again, a lot of that coming down due to the fact that Cam Newton has just not looked good since dealing with that shoulder injury. Um, Jarius Wright, 21 yards on three catches. Samuel, 17 on one. DJ Moore, 12 on two. So that will do it for all of the games here. Aaron Jones has been placed on IR, guys. Uh, News just came down about five minutes ago while I was doing the podcast So he is going to be out for the rest of the season. Marcus Murphy has also been placed on IR. And the Bills have signed Victor Bolden as well. Just uh, bad, bad news for a lot of these guys here, um, unfortunately. Especially Aaron Jones, although chances were most of us knew he wasn't going to come back and play in Week 16 anyways, dealing with the sprained MCL. But then putting him on IR clearly shows that, that that there's no shot of him coming back next week or even possibly Week 17 if you guys play in a Week 17 championship game. So, before I end the podcast real quick, I just want to talk a, a little bit about... Uh, I just want to thank everybody, actually, is what I'm going to do this one. We'll talk about the other stuff on on thursday's podcast just thank you guys so much all season long for those of you who listen new listeners people who have been listening all year long i appreciate it so much uh you guys have really helped me grow this so quickly already in just a year um i think we've put out close to 70 episodes at this point i think someone was telling me it was at 80 the other day but i do have some league ones in here some college football stuff so i don't want to count those toward the the regular uh fantasy roundtable stuff a couple ones at the beginning of the year as well where i was trying different stuff out so they weren't quite as good uh, quality sound and everything uh but thank you guys so much for allowing me to do this and coming back every day checking this out whether you guys are actually listening or just downloading uh you know maybe popping in and listen to one or two episodes a week i really appreciate it um like I said, you've I've had people reaching out to me about it, and uh, it means a lot. It truly does. I, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, if you guys have a moment, rate, review me on iTunes. Like I always say on Spotify. I don't know if you can do it on Spotify. I honestly don't know that much about them. Uh, but just to help boost my ratings up even more, I would really appreciate it. Um, and then... Uh, You know, I'll be back on Thursday with uh, my rankings. We'll talk a little bit of what the offseason has to come. Uh, I won't be doing daily podcasts once the offseason hits. Um, I have talked to a couple of the FLA guys into possibly doing some baseball stuff. I'm a huge baseball fan as well uh, in a couple pretty serious baseball leagues um, baseball dynasty league. So I might bring some baseball guys on for anybody who might play fantasy baseball or is interested in playing fantasy baseball to pick their brains about some stuff. Other than that, it'll mostly be dynasty stuff. I do do a lot of, uh, articles on college prospects and everything. And with, uh, with the bowl games coming up, we've already obviously had bowl games going on right now, but then we're gonna have the big ones coming up here for New Year's and New Year's six bowls as well as some other ones. And then you'll have stuff talking about January fifteenth as the declaration date uh, last day for prospects to declare for the NFL draft. That'll be a big week for me as I'll be getting kind of all this stuff together, notes and everything on all the draft prospects coming out so I can start ranking And We'll definitely talk then. We'll get pretty heavy into the dynasty and draft talk then as well, but I'll discuss more of that on Thursday to kind of give you guys a better idea of what I'm looking at and then uh, what I'd like to hear from you guys as well on what to talk about and what you guys would like to discuss in the offseason, maybe bringing some listeners on uh, to talk one day to get you guys um, just to talk about your guys' leagues and rosters and everything. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable podcast. I will be back on Thursday. Hopefully you guys made it in your championship game. So take a day. Enjoy it today. Enjoy it tomorrow. Uh, watch your waiver-wise. Jamal Williams, obviously, with Aaron Jones News, huge pickup this week. Uh, might already be owned. If not, he's definitely worthy of picking up as well as – Dante Foreman uh, with Lamar Miller possibly missing this week's game with the ankle issue as well. Dante Foreman has been available in a lot of leagues. Chances are he was dropped uh, because he wasn't getting any work ever since he got... Uh Take him back off the IR and put on the active roster. Uh, so there's a chance he might be available in your leagues. He might be uh, a worthy play this week as well. So look for him. Uh, but anyways, enjoy your week. Or enjoy your week, guys. Enjoy your Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, enjoy your victories, hopefully, if you guys made it into the championships. And we will talk again on Thursday. Peace. Prepare for glory. I do know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the room line in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with they die late. Oh, they tackle him the the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can. <laughs>